0: Welcome to the show! Do we have a bullpen controversy with the Yankees? Who is the most boring player in fantasy? That's always a good thing to talk about on the show. Uh, we're going to marvel at greatness, get the trustometer out, and just have a good old fashioned fun time talking about America's favorite pastime. Adam Azor, Chris Towers, and here's Scott White! I hope you're feeling better,
1: Scott White. I am feeling is, better. Is your tumbly better, Scott? It's, it's mostly better. I am going no more, to, no I'm going rumblings. to go easy, I'm going to go easy on it today. <laughs> some, uh, some crackers and Gatorade, maybe a banana.
2: No, no, like Indian food or? No, no, it's probably a bad idea. Hit
1: up Chipotle, risk some E.
2: coli? <laughs> whoa, whoa. Oh, top of Whoa, no.
0: Well then, we, uh, <laughs> we had a great time without you, but we're happy to have you back. And I'm going to give you uh, – I'm going to put you at leadoff today. Give me a okay. standout from Tuesday, somebody you want to talk about.
1: Somebody – well, I want to talk about Reese
0: Hoskins. I knew right? it. We all knew he was going there. You already got kudos for your great call uh yesterday on the show for Reese Hoskins. But he homered again, and he's 50% owned.
1: Yeah. And what's most impressive to me isn't the home runs because – He set a Lehigh Valley, that's the AAA affiliate for the Phillies. He set a record there for home runs this year before getting called up. He was second in the minors last year in home runs, so he was going to hit home runs. But what's most impressive to me is that he has struck out four times in 21 at-bats after... Doing something similar this spring, and after showing the last two years in the minors that he's not just some like all-or-nothing slugger, he is a good all-around hitter. And it's the way it's playing out in the majors. The fact the Phillies haven't sat him yet, even though he's mostly playing out of position, I think it it all points to a very strong final couple months here for Hoskins. Now that he's outfield eligible, I, re- I really don't see why there's any excuse not to own him in your league.
0: And would you rather have Hoskins or Derek Fisher?
2: Hoskins. Is, I would rather have Hoskins as well. Is there any thanks for asking, Adam. Yeah, I was thank you. Is there any recent call up or
0: any rookie who did not start the season with the big league club that you would rather have than Hoskins? Would you rather have Devers? And that's the only one I can think of off the top of my head that Cody I have.
2: Yes.
1: Oh, I forgot about him. <laughs> I right, fine more more had recent. to be that jerk had more to be recent jerk. call-ups I'm sorry yeah sorry no I'd rather have Devers than Hoskins is that but it that's that's probably it among the more recent call-ups Moncada nope right. rather have Hoskins
0: Hoskins made such a bad play in the field and <laughs> you could have had a really good call on Mark Leiter because Mark Leiter got screwed three runs were charged to him in the first inning should have been zero and I'm going to tell you something I am. I, and it's no longer if I were commissioner of baseball. Now it's I want to do everything I can to become commissioner of baseball, so I can change official scoring. If a player misses a routine play in the outfield because he takes a bad route, even if he doesn't touch the ball, that's a
2: freaking error. Should not be a hit. It's an error. Should be unearned runs. You know, there, there's a better. There's a better fix here. <clears throat> what is that? It's DH in the NL. That way Reese Hoskins doesn't have to actually be no, out in the outfield. No, that's not going to fix the problem. It's going to fix sure one is. particular instance of the problem. It would have fixed this specific instance. I It would have, problem. but I just
0: I
1: never liked that rule. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't think we should put this all on a bad defensive play for Hoskins. I mean, Mark Leiter was bad in this start. I don't know what it is about him when he gets to start a game as opposed to relief. Those two relief appearances were basically starts. I mean, he went more than— yeah. Three innings in each of them and, and there's like 16 a pretty, strikeouts in and nine and a third inning.
2: There's a pretty obvious explanation, though, right? And I said it on yesterday's podcast. Opposing batters go into a game with a scouting report for one pitcher. That pitcher leaves the game after Vince Velasquez left his after one batter, right? Uh, something I don't like know. Very early in the very game. Early. All of a sudden, you're seeing a completely different pitcher. It can throw you off your game that early, okay, especially but, but, if it's not a situation where, like, you just beat the crap out of the starting pitch. He gave up
0: four yeah. earned runs, eight total runs in five innings. And like I said, should have been one earned run because Hoskins cost him three runs. There were two outs. He misplayed a fly ball. Routine fly ball. Right.
2: But two swinging it. strikes. Going swinging from striking out
1: 16 and nine in the third innings to having two swinging strikes So you're game. arguing
2: he should have allowed seven unearned runs? Yeah. It's a big <laughs> I mean, deal. You it's can't hard give to guys extra outs. Had, I think – there is a point where bad luck takes over, but I'm not sure seven unearned runs is bad luck.
0: Well, no, it should have been. It should have been uh, a total of five runs, uh, one earned. Yeah, that's what it should have been. All right, you know what? He's twelve <laughs> percent owned. He's twelve percent owned, and I'm playing against him in the podcast league, so I was happy about that. Uh, winning, when winning, when I'm in. All right, Chris, you're our OBP guy. You're batting second today. Who are you nominating?
2: Uh we should talk about the fact that Rick Porcello is good again, right? Ooh, the trustometer, skipping ahead to the trustometer. Where are you on that with Rick Porcello? I mean, he's given up 11 home runs in 8 starts since the start of July, which is really bad. He is no longer a ground ball pitcher, which is not a great sign. But the the results are much better. He's pitching deep into games. He's really only had one bad start in his last 8. I am glad I started Rick Porcello in in one of my leagues yesterday and I am back to trusting him. Ooh, okay. I'm glad I picked him up off waivers when he was dropped. Yeah. He wasn't he's not he's not as he's neither as good as he was last season nor as bad as he was for the first 3 months of this. Season.
1: I I think it's just babbitt normalization. His his he was leading the league in babbitt for most of the year and was giving up a ton of hits. And uh now the Babips down to three thirty two. So it's dropped about thirty points since I last looked, which was probably you know, two months ago, maybe less. And uh last eight starts a three sixty nine ERA. That's probably more appropriate to Porcello. And that's that's for that's, a pitcher with that offense backing him if he's pitching deep into games. Yep. I mean he's only gone three and four during that stretch, but it could be much better.
2: And you know, Six plus six innings at least in seven of the eight, seven innings in four of the eight. I think you know he's not like a dominant pitcher. He's not a star like he seemed like he was last year, but he's useful. I'd rather have him than the guy he beat yesterday who's been better this season, Mike Leek. Yeah, well Mike League's seventy seven percent
0: owned in a two star week. And we're talking about Rick Porcello here, <clears throat> who is back. What's what's his uh number on the trustometer? meter? He's got the Yankees at home this weekend.
1: Rick I'll give him Like a six, is that what she said? Yeah, specifically
2: yeah. against the Yankees, maybe a four, although, well, he might strike out like eleven, depending on how often Aaron Judge bats. <laughs>
0: okay, uh, yeah, Judge has tied the single season record of consecutive games of the strikeout, tied with Adam Dunn. Uh, anyway, let's go, let's stick with the trustometer, with the trustometer, since you skipped ahead. Marco Estrada, previous three starts, seven innings in each start, and four combined earned runs. Last night got crushed by the Rays, six runs on ten hits and four and a third. Uh, trust-o-meter on Marco Estrada, who just always seems to struggle with the Rays, by the way.
1: Hmm. Well, uh, before this start, it probably would have been like a six. But now i got to drop it to three.
2: I was thinking of three as well. This was the start I was hoping for because he's at the Cubs this weekend. He's he's just hard to trust. This was the start I was hoping. I I think like even when things are going well, he's he's a little like Mike Fires. Uh, That like the stuff isn't overwhelming, so he really needs to be on top of his game, and the margin for error is very slim. All right, how about Brad Peacock?
0: Brad Peacock was dominating, and then he ran into a little bit of bad luck in the fourth inning. The first batter of the inning was Gatel Marte, who just sort of rolled one up the first baseline, easy out. It hits first base, the actual base. It does not hyperextend its knee. Instead, it caroms into foul territory, but it was a fair ball. It was a BS single, and the (laughs) inning unraveled after that. There was another infield single later in the inning, and then he couldn't get out of the fifth. I I mean, he's cruising along. I'm going to get the points for the win. Very personal today because I thought Peacock was going to really deliver for me, and he ended up not doing so trust meter for Brad Peacock, who has Oakland this weekend at home.
1: Well, nine against Oakland. Sure, yeah. I was going to say seven until you mentioned the matchup. And overall, I would go
2: a six. He's he's mostly managed to overcome it over the, since the start of July, but I worry there's a little Kenta Maeda in him and that he's just not going to consistently go deep enough into games to consistently pick up a bunch of wins. I know he's 10-1. and one. Um and there will be times when he just runs out of gas.
1: I don't I don't think that's what happened in this one though. Like Adam was saying. I mean, nine strikeouts, one walk, zero home runs, that should not yield basically a nine ERA for the contest like he had. <laughs> yeah, he he may have run
0: out of gas because the third inning was such a uh you know I don't even know what the you know. I'm just not even gonna use an adjective, cause you know what I'm talking about. He faced a lot of hitters, he threw a lot of pitches. It was, it was a, it was a pooper. It, there you go. <clears throat> but um, I'm gonna say this, I, I wanted to bring up Brad Peacock because I'm calling dibs on Brad Peacock. If he's in the rotation next year, I, he is going to be, he, he's going to be my guy. People are gonna go, oh, Azer, good call on Brad Peacock, I think he's tremendous. I do think he needs another pitch. That's gonna take him to another level. But his fastball slider combo is ridiculous. He changed the grip and the arm angle on his slider. More like grud peacock? Yeah. Oh gosh. (laughs) Uh, So Brad peacock will not be bad peacock. Uh, I'm a big fan of his, uh, and I trust him quite a bit. There you go. I called it dibs on peacock and we're going to start him this week, this weekend against Oakland. Uh, I got to bring up our oldest Chapman guys. Chapman gave up a two run homer yesterday. He gave up a uh, solo homer on Sunday. He's got, in his last three appearances, five swinging strikes on 69 pitches. Now, the previous 10 appearances, Chapman only gave up one run in 10 and two-thirds. He struck out 11, which isn't a lot for him in 10 and two-thirds. It's terrible for him. And a 10% swinging strike rate, just something doesn't seem right, and it's not the velocity. He's throwing as hard as ever. Uh, and he did hurt his hamstring a little bit, but they say it's no big deal. They're not even going to do tests what do you guys think about this Yankees bullpen situation right now?
1: Yeah, something does seem a little off on him with him. It's been going on all year. It kind of reminds me of what Craig Kimbrell went through for the Red Sox last year. Um, and the, the scary part is that the Yankees have like five, if you include Chapman, it's five shutdown relievers basically. So they have four other potential closing options. It would, Seem weird that Chapman would be anything but the closer for whatever team he's on, but they can't let him cost them games, so that's that's something I'd be worried about if it's, I was the Chapman owner.
2: It's a weird situation because one, I'm not sure Joe Girardi's the kind of guy who's like I think it needs to get really bad before he removes his 86 million dollar closer out of the closers role. And I just the thing I always struggle with in these discussions just philosophically is um, is blowing like blowing a lead in the ninth inning sucks but blowing a lead in the seventh inning isn't all that much better it's much better it's, it's kind of better, better. It's, it's a lot better, better. You, like, you still but, have a chance but blowing a save but like blowing a lead is still bad. First of all, you've already you point.
0: blow yeah it is, but if you blow a save in the ninth inning like you've already used. There are a lot of times you've already used your good relievers, so if you go to extra innings, you can't use them anymore. I mean, it is a huge difference. Now, one thing with Chapman, is his first twelve games, give up one run in eleven and a third. He had eighteen strikeouts. He had a thirteen uh, percent swinging strike rate, which is a little low, I guess for him. But but then then he got roughed up twice, and then he went on the DL with a shoulder injury, and it's just possible that he's. He's just not fully healthy, and and he hurt his leg yesterday. So I get Batansis got the save on Tuesday on on Monday when Chapman wasn't available. If for some reason Batansis is available, he would be in a points league. Maybe you stash him just in case there's an injury here. But I think we've covered
1: this. I don't know. But are are we sure Batansis would be the one? (laughs) He was.
0: He was on on Monday. I thought it would be Robertson, to be honest with you, but it was Batances on Monday for what that's worth. But no, I'm not sure. Who wants to pick up the Nelson LeMet, 68% owned?
1: Me, me, me. (laughs) Yeah, you're in? Yeah. No, his last five starts, he has like a... 237. 237 ERA and a... Got the other one there?
0: 10 walks, 30 strikeouts, and 30 and a third. (laughs) <laughs> he's 4-0 it's,
1: uh, It comes out to a
2: .89 whip uh, no, I didn't have he that is, He is someone who Doesn't have great control But doesn't have bad control Is a very good strikeout pitcher And I think he's got very good strikeout stuff It's the home runs That remains the issue And when he keeps the ball in the yard And I think when he's got the right matchup I think
1: he's very, very usable Well, I don't know how many of those home runs Came on changeups. But he's pretty much ditched the changeup during the stretch. He's just gone to fastball slider. And, and and the slider is the pitch that made him everything he is today. That's his wipeout, uh, you know, swing and miss pitch. He the, has. The changeup was interesting. Go ahead. Yet to give up a home run
2: <laughs> off his changeup. Okay. Uh, but the pitch has still been rocked overall.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's probably a good thing he's ditched it, at least for now. It, uh, the slider's good enough that he can get away with just having two pitches. And the thing about he's a rookie, right? And, you know, I just wrote that column last week, pitchers whose innings may be running out. He's really not in danger of that. He's, uh I think, still about 30 or 40 away from his previous high as a professional. So uh, he should be able to last through the season and... I I think he's a nice find off the waiver wire this type of year. Swinging strike rate that would put him I think in the top 15 if he had the innings to qualify.
0: Okay, so Danelson Lemet is 68% owned. It's time to play another round of everybody's favorite game. Which pitcher would you drop for Danelson Lemet or which pitcher would you prefer Lemet to? Whatever you want to you know say. Trevor, ba- <clears throat> Trevor Bauer or Lemet?
1: Lemet. Bauer. Wow. Chris is a Bauer, Bauer. fan now, huh?
2: No, I just I think the home runs are the the fly ball rate is a concern for Lamette in a way that it isn't for Bauer, and I think they're very similar otherwise.
1: Jameson Tyone or Danelson Lamet Trevor Bauer's not that big of a bat misser right? Uh he Me has sure. been this season.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh Tyone or, or Lamette? Tyone. Oh wow. Bauer's strike at rates up to ten point two Although crazy. I think his swing strike rate's really low. Who? Bowers. No, oh. sorry. This is my. uh
0: Yeah, come on. Let's focus here. Or Tyone or Lamet?
1: Tyone. Uh, yes, Tyone. Roark or Lamet? Lamet. Roark.
2: Straley or Lamet? Straley or Lamet. Lamet. I think they're both matchup dependent, so whoever has a home game next. Okay, fair enough. More on Dan Straley and the lack of
0: strikeouts that we've been seeing for a while now coming up later on in the show. that uh, probably covers the standouts, uh, but we do have to talk about some of the great, great players that are just dominating right now. Vado, Stanton, Josh Donaldson. I do have a nominee for most boring player in fantasy. I believe this guy has really performed exactly as like a number two outfielder, and he's number 23 in, in points, number 24 in Roto, and you pretty much never sit this guy. He's just boring. His name is, well, you tell me who he is. He's batting 291.
2: He has 12 home runs and 23 steals. Oh, so I don't think it's who I was thinking of. Who would you think it was? I was thinking of Christian Yelich. It is not. Yelich um, is, Cause I know. think Christian Yelich fits this bill very well. I, I
0: guess, but, like, there's so much intrigue around Yellich because he's having such a, like, kind of a down year but still fine for fantasy because of the runs. Like, we haven't talked about this guy at all. He's just, he's whatever. Since the All-Star 12 break. 12
2: homers, th- 23 steals. Tw-
0: 291, 12 homers, 23 steals, 21 doubles. Career high, career high approaching here. It, uh, 16 home runs is his career high. 28 steals is his career high.
2: So th- it's not Lorenzo Kane. It is Lorenzo It Cain. is Lorenzo Kane. It is, mm-hmm. yeah. Good job. I yeah. thought he had a higher career high in home runs. Nope, 16. Yeah. Uh, right. You just start him, right? Cause he gets you steals. You just... Yeah. He's just, he's just a, he's
1: just a solid guy. Boring. Lucky. <laughs> well, it, the fact that he's has that many stolen bases yeah. makes him he's fourth of baseball. As, right. He's kind of a statistical oddity there. Just because nobody runs that much.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. In fact, Billy Hamilton stole his 50th base yesterday and we'll talk about that we have a lot to talk about on today's show um let's marvel at greatness stat of the day is from this guy paul Hembekides, h-e-m-b-e-k-i-d-e-s i think his twitter handle is at paul hembo uh i think he's a statistician and he says joey Votto owns a 512 obp in the second half over the last three seasons. That's 176 <laughs> games. And Bado's OBP is 512 if you look at the second halves of each of the last three seasons. Number two on the list is Mike Trout at 438. It's a
2: thing it's for amazing. his career, actually. His career on base percentage in the second half is 444.
0: It's incredible. Now, you look at another stat from ESPN. Joey Votto has the second longest streak in baseball history or since 1900 of reaching base multiple times in a game. He's done it 20 games in a row. Ted Williams is the record holder since 1900. I, he's, <laughs> he's on fire. Number two hitter yes. in points,
2: number seven in roto. Also, have you seen him just chucking baseballs out of Wrigley Field the last two nights? No. It's phenomenal. If there's, <laughs> if there's a foul ball, hit towards him, he will pick it up and just throw it entirely out of the stadium <laughs> wow. rather than throwing it into the stands. Oh, what a, I love it. What a jerk. <laughs> it's pretty funny now. Joey Votto is um, the, the most interesting man in baseball, in my opinion. I know a lot of people don't think walks are interesting. They don't think his cerebral approach to the game is interesting. But there was a really interesting note about a week ago in the Cincinnati Inquirer where he said... That he noticed um, that 2 left handed batters, strikes are being called more often on the inside part of the plate. And pitchers have been pitching him that way. And that's why he's hitting for more power this season. Hmm. And there has actually been uh Eno Saras on Fangrafts did a study and noted that strikes are being called on the inside half of the plate to left-handed batters more often. And like how, Joe, does he just realize these things? Just like he's just picking up on it. It's amazing. This guy is so interesting, so cerebral. He's a phenomenal hitter. May he may he reign for all of eternity. When are you gonna draft Joey Votto next year?
1: I think he's I, a borderline first rounder. Yeah, borderline. He's when push comes to shove. I think I'll probably let him slide to the second round just because at 34, he turns 34 next month. He'll be by far the oldest first round pick, and with that comes injury concerns. Mm-hmm. It comes comes with decline concerns, although he'll he just have he's having his best season ever. Um and, and just the last three years have been unbelievably good for him.
2: Like it's not really this is arguably his best season ever.
1: Um Well, I, I think for fantasy purposes, just yeah. because of the home run increase. And the and the RBI. Yeah. yeah. He's on pace for a career high in RBI right? it's, and it's runs.
0: Votto. Let's move on from Joey Votto and go to Giancarlo Stanton. Marvel at greatness. He is homered in six straight games, approaching the record of eight, which is held by a few people, including his manager, Don Mattingly. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton has 23 home runs in his last 35 games. Only <laughs> two players have hit more homers in a 35 game stretch. Sammy Steroids in 1998. And steroids bonds in 2001. Did I say their names incorrectly? I'm sorry. Sammy Sosa. Yeah, yeah, Sosa. that's, that's pretty
2: much. Sammy Sosa is <laughs> best Yeah. Um,
0: Are you
2: one of these people who thinks Giancarlo Stant is chasing the quote unquote real home run record? Well, that's what he said. This is the dumbest thing in the world. He,
0: didn't he say he was chasing 61? Okay,
2: then, then he's, then, then that's dumb.
0: No, it's not. Like that is the it home is. run
2: record. It's not.
0: Well, I appreciate that. The I home run record is, is 73. Thought. Okay, but
2: if he hits 62, I do think a lot of people, I, I do think a lot of people a,
0: will recognize him as the single season home run record. That's holder. a
1: whopping dang lot of home runs. runs. It is not the record. I mean, people didn't recognize Roger Maris' record for how long? Yeah, people are dumb. But they do now. <laughs> they, they just don't like, uh, they don't like old records falling. John so Carlos Stan
2: is, I mean, we talked about him yesterday. He's, he's real good. People should probably stop pitching to him. Would you rather
0: He's... oh who, would, who are you going to draft first next year, Vado or Stanton? Vado, Vado. All right. Josh Donaldson is homeward in three straight games, marvel at his greatness.
2: Yeah, he... that <laughs> maybe my worst take <laughs> of the season. <laughs> when I correctly acknowledged that his skill set seemed to be declining because it did. And he
1: just happened to this is Turn going, that around immediately after I said that. This is the next big hurdle, I think, in analytics. Figuring out when um, when batted ball tendencies are a reflection of well, the, the like, way a hitter is performing or the other way around. I think they're not...
2: We, we get into... And I wrote about this with Justin Smoke earlier in the season. We get stuck in thinking that What a player is doing based on batted ball, exit velocity, all these things, is reflective of skill. And we think that because these are quote-unquote skill-based signifiers, that they're less prone to regression, that they're less prone to flukiness, that they're less prone to – because we think they get closer to a player's true talent level. And they do. They get closer to a player's true talent level than batting average does. We are better off trusting those than we are just looking at their overall production. But sometimes when it's like, well, okay, sk- this is Josh Donaldson. Skill level fluctuates. Near, near MVP. I think that's the thing is that skill level yeah, fluctuates it, for players during the course of a season too. Some uh, players get locked in, players get on slumps. These are things that happen and, you know, it, it's illustrative of that. But you understand, like all the arguments we had, that
0: these great players—they're gonna go on their tears. It's a—it's a straight up guarantee.
2: Okay, well, but usually
1: it's—it's it's not a guarantee. It's, it's a, not guarantee. a guarantee. Miguel Cabrera. Bad seasons
2: happen all of the time, Adam. Miguel Cabrera will have a hot streak at maybe next year, Adam. How many times did you trade for Josh Donaldson before? the I tried, team? I tried. Nobody would give him up because they were smart enough to know. But you knew they were smart no, enough to know. because you lowballed because you wanted no, to put I didn't your money where your mouth. I made, I made good. I you made did not offers. make offers for Josh Donaldson, the first round pick. I, I, you made I offers for Josh Donaldson, the guy who's having a crappy no. first half of the season.
0: I probably made, yes. I probably made offers for Josh Donaldson, the third round pick. You know, right? I, I probably right. made third,
2: but I, you don't. What? You don't overpay. So you, you don't. To, so you weren't willing to put your money where
1: your. Mouth I was. Is I'm, not on
0: this to topic. Be I'm not willing to be a Why stupid fantasy owner and overpay. I'm not willing to be a stupid fantasy
1: owner and overpay. Oh my Why gosh! Would you pay face value for somebody who's not performing. Because face you're value. guaranteeing. Never. No, quote, never. A, quote, quote, no, nope. Bold, no, underlined, no.
2: italics. false, guaranteed. These star players. It's such bad logic
0: for some. such a smart person. You I don't just understand. Just said
2: guaranteed, Adam. I was you joking,
0: said obviously. Guaranteed. I was joking. No jokes. Uh, no like, jokes fine. No more him. jokes. No more jokes. Um, all right, marvel at greatness. Marvel at greatness from two players who are not necessarily great. Joey Gallo, G A L L O, has a thirteen thirty four OPS in August. He's homering and homering and homering. He's actually hit very well against lefties. Uh, is this a breakthrough for Joey Gallo, who's the number 18 third baseman in points, number 12 in Roto, or just an extended hot streak a la Chris Davis, a la Chris Carter?
2: I love, I'm, I'm sure Rob Deere had months like this. I think Joey Gallo is an extremely talented power hitter who has enough holes in his game that you shouldn't expect him to hit anything more than 230. Okay, let's move on. Billy Hamilton, marvel at his greatness. He stole his 50th base. That's impressive.
0: And for the year, Hamilton is 29th at outfield and points leagues, 17th in Roto. In categories formats, he's one of the most difficult players to really put a true value on. Probably depends on how many roster spots you have and how much damage he's going to do to you in the other categories. um Depends. Which is on. a lot. Well, it this is. Year it's it been is a lot. if if you have well, like a three outfielder league with no corner infield and no middle infield, but you add four yeah, or five more yeah. hitters, it's not that bad. And he's and he's single-handedly runs.
2: But he's single-handedly he's for about 95 runs. winning you steals most weeks, and he probably takes you from eighth place to first place in steals and roto by himself. Yes, and if you're going to be bad in a category, batting average is probably the one to be bad at. Well, why? It's worth because there's so many plate appearances to make up. For. He's terrible in three categories, though. Home runs and
0: RBIs
1: is terrible. Yeah, if, if you have enough hitters then there's other bats to make up for it. But, like, basically, batting average, I feel like, uh, other than stolen bases, which there just aren't that many of in the game today, but batting average, I feel like, is the most difficult hitter category to make up for late in drafts or off the waiver wire because anybody who excels at batting average and and still provides power or speed is going to be drafted early. Right. So. Like, unless, um, if if you, you know, getting into team construction, if if you want Hamilton on your team, that means you have to know to skip certain players like Stanton, like Edwin Encarnacion in the early rounds because you can't afford to have that many people dragging you down in that category. It
2: also helps because you can draft Billy Hamilton and not worry about stolen bases from any other player.
1: Yeah. Right. It might be overkill, though, if you...
2: No, but like because someone's gonna have a ten steal season. You're gonna have a couple of guys who you didn't target for steals who just steal ten bases anyway. Right. If you draft Josh or uh, Paul Goldschmidt in the first round and then Billy Hamilton,
1: that's probably enough to get you to third or fourth it, place. in It probably in is bases. enough. But if you if you've happened to pick up fifteen to twenty steals with a few other players along the way, then you really don't even need Hamilton. Like the harm he does is he does more harm than good at that point. But I'm saying
2: like at that point you just you target just you don't look at best steals at all.
1: I mean, it's probably a situation where, and again, this is more of a preseason discussion, probably, but you whether or not you target Hamilton isn't something you preconceived going into the draft. It it kind of depends on the way your teams come together.
0: Maybe, maybe, yeah. Uh, okay, then that's uh, that's it. We're marveling at greatness. That was uh, that was a lot of fun, guys. Lots to marvel at now. I'll tell you what's also great. I'm looking at this website right now, harrys.com slash FBT. harry scom slash FBT. Chris, Scott, go there right now. Let's let's talk about what these listeners are getting. They're getting an amazing deal because you're going to see the offer at harrys.com slash FBT. You're getting a $13 value for free. Sign up at harrys.com slash FBT. Take a look at that website, a weighted ergonomic razor handle, five precision engineered blades with a lubricating strip, and trimmer blade rich lathering shave gel a travel a travel blade cover excuse me uh, It's really a great deal. We all use Harry's razors. I used it last night. Actually, I actually have a very nice shave. It's a close. It's a comfortable shave. It's a company that was started by Jeff and Andy, two ordinary guys. They were fed up with paying too much for razors, so they started Harry's to fix shaving. They bought their own German factory. Uh, you're not dealing with a middleman, okay? That's why you're saving money. Even after you use the promo code, you're going to save money. But all you have to do is shave, is uh, pay for shipping. If you go to harrys.com slash FBT... Harrys.com/fbt sign up. I told you what you're getting. Pretty nice, guys, right?
2: Oh yeah, very I, nice. I will the shave cream. Yeah, especially. Mm-hmm. I, I highly recommend it. Yeah, this it's is great a- for your face. It's moisturizing. Love it. Uh, look at that. Yeah, I like it,
0: Chris. Uh, and seriously, good value. Harrys.com/fbt and a great shave. Alright, let's move on. Get back to the notes. We got news for you. Chase Anderson is gonna pitch this weekend, but you're gonna sit him because he's at Colorado. Yeah.
1: But you're gonna add him anywhere he's available, which is twenty four percent of CBS Ooh, sports league. Ooh, hot he's, damn, really. I gotta I gotta yeah. look at all my leagues for Chase Anderson. I yeah, like it. He really looked like he had broken through before going down with that oblique injury. His last seven starts 130 ERA, .7 whip, 9.5 strikeouts per nine innings. The fastball velocity was up. He was using his best two swing and miss pitches more. Definitely. Fastball velocity way some, up this season. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Nearly two miles per hour on average.
0: Okay. And, uh, we've got some more pitcher news to get to, but Gregory Polanco's on the DL with a hamstring strain. Odubal Herrera has a hammy injury. He doesn't think he'll need to go on the, on the ODL for Odubal Herrera. Trey, yeah. Trey Turner's on the 60-day DL now, but it shouldn't change his timetable. You might see Trey Turner back in about two weeks. Andrew Miller could be back Friday. Andrew Heaney is on track to return this weekend for the Angels, recovering yeah, from Tommy John surgery. Yeah, would you rather own Heaney or Tyler Skaggs?
1: Uh, Heaney. Yeah, yeah, I would rather own Heaney. Heaney has had a very good minor league rehab assignment for whatever that's worth. Um, and it's it's
2: tough to say what it's worth because when you have a bad minor league rehab assignment, that makes sense. And I think you kind of expect that, right? Because you're working yeah, your you way do. back from Tommy John surgery.
1: You do. But he had uh in six starts a two sixty ERA, one nineteen whip, and uh you know, nine point four nine point four strikeouts per nine innings, so now it's interesting you compare him to Tyler Skaggs because a year ago Tyler Skaggs had the best minor league rehab assignment I've ever seen. He was recording like double digit strikeouts every start and it obviously didn't translate and, and he, we he, haven't really seen Heaney be a great pitcher in the majors yet. He's shown some signs of being pretty good.
2: I mean, yeah, 350 ERA and 105 innings. He's not going to be a strikeout guy, but if he can get to, you know, close to league average, he can be Jameson Tyone.
0: Okay. All right. So we'll see. I mean, I have trouble just like going up, going out, and adding a unproven pitcher coming back from Tommy John. But he's a name, Andrew Heaney. Uh, we got Noah Syndergaard throwing off a mound, and he said he felt great. Matt Harvey's going to make his second rehab start today. I can't wait for Matt Harvey to come back. I just love I
2: mean, talking about him. We're missing that dynamic on the podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was so
1: fun. I want to know the size of his shoulder muscle, his right shoulder muscle. Why? Because supposedly that was the problem. Remember it was like half the size of the left shoulder muscle. No, I didn't know that. Because because uh Just said it. He didn't rehab it properly in coming back from the uh uh the, the surgery he had this off season that I forget the name of now. Thoracic outlet. Thoracic outlet surgery, yes.
2: Yeah, you know, Scott, you've never admitted that you were wrong about Matt Harvey. Are we going
1: to get that at some point? Um <laughs> he, he obviously did not recover from that procedure as well as I thought he would. I think that's fair to say. So, yes, I was wrong in that prediction I'm just trolling, Scott I hope. <laughs> I'm just trolling. I think there's still some hope for the future. I don't really have much hope for this season, but, I mean, if, if his right shoulder muscle is half the size of what it should be, that would, you would think that would affect his velocity and effectiveness and everything else. Yeah, well, how come you didn't notice that? Scott, I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just, uh,
0: who on earth would notice that? Uh, Greg Bird was going to begin a rehab assignment today. Steven Vogt will be back soon. And Andrew Benintendi left after being hit by a pitch on the knee. Meanwhile, Devin Mezzarocco is out three to six weeks with a fractured foot. Steven Strasburg looks like he could start this weekend. Johnny Cueto threw a bullpen session. And here are some lineup notes. All right. I, I really am holding Scott and Heath responsible for uh, the fate of my podcast league. Team, because uh, you told me to start Trevor Story over Cattel Marte. Cattell Marte led off yesterday. He went two for five. He had a very lucky hit and a run. But Trevor Story with the ding dong leads Cattel Marte seven to five point five right now. So so far so good. Yeah, good job, Jonathan yeah. VR guys. This is pretty interesting. Are we getting you know a comeback from VR? They had Keon Broxton on the bench. They put VR in center field, and this is with. Uh, Arcia out with back spasms VR in his last five games is eight for 21
2: with a home run with two steals there uh, was an explanation for it oh okay what was it the Brewers wanted to get as many left-handed batters into the lineup against Yvonne Nova as possible gotcha okay so that was uh that was the explicit explanation for why Jonathan VR was in so I'm not sure it leads to anything but I mean we we have seen this guy be really good in ways that weren't totally sustainable, but also weren't totally
1: fluky either. There's talent here. Let's see. Yeah. Okay. And Cam Broxton's not very good. <laughs> Miguel Cabrera returned to the lineup. He went over three with a walk
0: and two strikeouts at Texas. Uh here's a segment called Told You So. Andrew McCutcheon is two for sixteen in his last five <laughs> games. <laughs> and he's batting two forty four and slugging three thirty three in August. Told you so. Alright, oh, that's not wow. good.
1: You just won't let this go, will you? Ah,
0: uh, just hoping for the collapse. Just like every time I check the Pirates box score, I'm hoping for something bad from McCutcheon the same way. I know it. Same way that uh that Chris Towers is hoping for something bad from Manny Machado whenever he checks the O's box
2: score. Not at all. all this right. is ridiculous. I guess See, I'm just vindictive. That's the difference, is I had Manny Machado as my number one shortstop. You would have kicked Andrew McCutcheon out of major league baseball. Probably, yeah, probably. <laughs> Very different thing.
0: So uh, I, I have some other stuff in the notes, but we haven't really talked about that many players that people can go and add right now. Um, I don't. There wasn't. Uh, well, there. Look, we talked about the Nelson Lemet. I think if Luis Castillo is still available, it's an absolute no brainer to go get him uh, over Lamet. He, Lamette, he right? probably has like three starts. If left. we
2: could put them uh, together and make Denels Luis Castillo Lamet, that would be the best pitcher in baseball. Might be. Castillo slider
1: sucks. Lamette's changeup sucks. Putting together. I I really don't like. I haven't seen anything from the Reds, but if they at all care about preserving his arm, he probably only has three starts left, and one of them's at the end of this same week. So hmm. I don't know that it's absolute no brainer to pick up Castillo. Okay, I forgot but, about that. Look, maybe the Reds don't care about preserving his arm, and they'll just let <laughs> him pitch until it falls off. I have one league where I own two players that
0: I think are worth looking at right now. One, look, Wilson Ramos has been terrible. But anytime a guy who was, I think, the number three catcher in fantasy last year, I know he got hurt at the end of the year, but still had a tremendous season with an 850 OPS. He's homered in two straight games. He missed so much time, Wilson Ramos, recovering from the ACL injury, that maybe he was just rusty. Maybe he's knocking it off. Wilson Ramos is 48% owned, and he's a catcher for goodness sake. And uh, Dexter Fowler I did pick him up earlier in the week And especially in a points league Or an OBP league He's walking so much Dexter Fowler sure. Just want to see the ownership percentage He's 69% owned Might be able to help you out He's been playing very well Since coming off the DL Anybody else that you guys think need to be Needs to be added right now?
1: Maybe Wilson Ramos Uh Who's homered in back-to-back games now Three hits yesterday Did you just mention him? <laughs> sure did <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I had that pause. I was waiting for somebody to react and nobody did. Yeah. Who was in the waiver wire um, column today?
2: Yeah, I will point out, uh, a potentially meaningful but likely meaningless, uh, note that Wilson Ramos did say he had a very good batting practice session two um, days ago before it. the game and thinks that that might have gotten him on track.
1: Okay. Yep.
2: It's, it's out there.
1: Now I said it. Corey Spangenberg is triple eligible and has homered in, what, four, five times in his last four games, I think it is. He, he's been really good. He's 19% home. We did talk about
0: him yesterday, but since the all-star break, Spangenberg's been like, like out of this world. And he's what, four second base in his last three
1: games. Yeah, second and he's base well for the season. Also not a bad base dealer. Um, I think he might be kind of a poor man's Whit Merrifield right now. Okay. Whit Merrifield, I think,
0: with his 21st steal yesterday. Kyle Bearclaw pitched yesterday in a non-save situation. They were trailing 6-4 at the time. He gave up a home run, a solo home run, struck out two. Still might be Ziggler, but I saw Scott did pick up Bearclaw in a couple leagues on Sunday night. And, okay, We'll see if anything else comes up. More from yesterday. Let's play a game. It's called "Oh Crap." Don't look at the notes because you have all the that's answers. That's what it's called. It's, I, that's I, a forgot, weird game. I forgot to delete this from your version
2: of the notes. So do just we don't. Have, uh, do we have like a theme song? Don't look. Can you? Can you? Ba-da-ba-ba, oh crap! Don't look at the <laughs> notes. <laughs> all right. So I
0: put it in the notes for me, and then I send it to you guys. I was supposed to take this section out. So just don't look, or just tell me I'm if you already. Looked uh, and know the answers. The game is in honor of my pathetic flub on Monday, where I kept mixing up Matt Olson or Matt Chapman. We are going to play Matt Olson or Matt Chapman. Okay. Okay. Who homered? Okay. Who homered yesterday? Matt Olson. Who doubled yesterday? Matt Chapman. Correct. Who is owned in more leagues? Matt, Matt Chapman. Chapman. Correct. Who has hit more home runs,
1: Matt Chapman?
0: False. They are tied with eight. Ah, uh, oh, trick so.
1: question.
0: Who has we, more? Right. Who has more RBIs? Matt Chapman. Chapman. That is correct. He has twenty-two. Olsen has sixteen. Who has a higher batting average? Oh. batting average? Batting oh. average. Oh. 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 Matt Chapman. Chapman. The box score. Oh well, stop cheating. It's Chapman. Two twenty-two to two fifteen. <laughs> who has a higher on-base percentage? Okay, I'm not looking. Olsen, Chapman. Chris cheated. 296 to 295, Chapman wins.
1: Um, Uh by one point.
0: (laughs) But one of them has hit four home runs
1: in his last five games, and Matt Olsen is 7% owned. I think Matt Olsen's better than Matt Chapman. He has struck out a ton since getting called to the majors, but his strikeout rate at AAA really wasn't as bad as i expected it to be. It's not like he was Joey Gallo down there and he has big time power. Uh he he hit, actually hit for a respectable batting average at Triple A. And um yeah, he's first base instead of third base, but i think uh i think his bat is more projectable. Not sure either is that useful right now except in deeper leagues, but i do have more hope for Olsen going forward.
0: Okay. Double dongs from yesterday, guys. We had Carlos Santana, who is now the number 12 first baseman in points leagues, number 21 in Roto. And he is <laughs> batting two forty eight with 18 homers. And Howie Kendrick. Howie Kendrick has a four, 1140 OPS in 14 games with Washington. So much of that is the last two games, during which Kendrick has three homers. He also led off yesterday. I'm thinking, good. well, Goodwin's a little dinged up right now. Goodwin's on the DL. He's on, that's right. It's very they, up. they called up uh, Alejandro DeAza oh, Okay, so Kendrick, twenty percent owned. Uh, let me give you two guys here: Howie Kendrick, although he's you know you can use him as a second baseman. So just generally speaking, or a player who's the number twenty-six outfielder in points, number twenty-three in Roto in the last twenty-one days, five percent owned Matt Joyce. I know we're scraping the bottom of the barrel here. Did Matt Joyce or Howie Kendrick, rev your engine at
2: all? I would rather have Matt Joyce. Which is not, that might be damning with faint praise.
1: Yeah, probably. I mean, it's, it's hard to overlook the fact that Howie Kendrick's batting, what, 351 for the year. Obviously it's been an injury shortened year, but I don't think they're, I don't think that's particularly sustainable. And I do think Joyce has more power. I guess Joyce. <laughs> Alright,
0: we did two up.
1: Two up was Wilson Ramos
0: and Dexter Fowler. Let's go to two down. C. Riss Davis is seventy-three percent owned. How do you feel about that batting that excuse me, that ownership percentage for Chris Davis of the Orioles, who was
1: batting one ninety two with a two hundred eighty eight slugging percentage in August? I think it's appropriate. I'm surprised it's it's that low now because I just figure most Chris Davis owners a large percentage of Chris Davis owners would have Weighted him out to a point that they just gave up. Um, but 73% shows people are paying attention, and I think it's about right, given the state of first base, given the state of Chris Davis.
0: Would you drop him for Reese Hoskins?
1: Yes.
2: Mm.
0: Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, Malik so- Smith. Sorry. Malik Smith is two down, number two. First of all, Kevin Kiermaier began a rehab assignment. Secondly, since the All-Star break, Malik Smith is batting 191. He has not stolen a base in August. Steals tend to come in bunches, but he's been ice cold. Uh, is the Malik Smith – he's only 22% owned, but if you are using him for steals. Is, is uh, the Malik Smith yeah. fun about to end?
2: That's I've been using him in the one league I own him for just stolen bases, just trying to make up for the loss of Trey Turner, and this is the last week that I will be using him. Okay, that's Malik Smith.
0: Let's go to the rotation and talk about five pitchers from yesterday. Gio Gonzalez is like legitimately a Cy Young candidate. He has a 249 ERA, 113 whip. But look at the swinging strikes in his last two starts. Six, two starts ago, and one yesterday. He said four starts this year with six swinging strikes, but that was, uh, his season low before one yesterday. Does that matter at all to you with Gio Gonzalez?
1: He's been really difficult to figure out. He's been difficult to figure out for about three seasons now because by many measurements, strikeout rate and ground ball rate included It looks like he's a worse pitcher than he was the previous two years And yet, he's gotten much better results The BABIP this year is uh, really low It's 241. 241 And
2: this is not someone who has historically been an extremely low BABIP guy
1: mm-hmm. So, I I'm starting him everywhere I own him, but I'm kind of keeping one eye open, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Is he just having his Rick Porcello season, and next year is going to be pretty bad for Gio? Pretty pretty. Yeah, I look
2: at, like, the peripherals are not good. This is someone who, for the course of his career, has pitched to his peripherals. His ERA is a run and a half lower than his FIP right now. Um. So I have to be consistent. I didn't believe in it when Jason Vargas was doing it, so I'm not going to believe it with Gio Gonzalez. I think things are going
1: to take a turn for the worse.
0: Okay, yeah. waiting, been waiting patiently
2: for that. Uh Alex. <laughs> but yeah, That's
1: why I'm just kind of like riding with it. <laughs> the you know?
2: gap, yeah. I'm not saying bench him, but the gap yeah. between his peripherals and his ERA, like oh, when no he doubt. was when he had a low to mid 3s ERA, I was like, all right, he can keep this up, but this
1: is going to take a turn for. The his worst. FIP is 392. Yeah. It's the ho- second highest FIP of his career. The highest was his rookie season with the A's.
0: Hmm. All right. Danny Salazar was great again. I think he's a must-start right now. Alex Wood, are you guys comfortable with Alex Wood right now after he had his little
1: brief struggles? Yep. He's been great last three starts. <laughs> yeah, velocity hasn't really gotten better, but uh, I think he's good.
0: Okay, uh, Kyle Hendricks. Wow, he went six innings. That was shocking, but he walked four, he struck out six against the Reds. Do you pretty much just start Kyle
1: Hendricks every time? No.
2: No, I I think he's, I think he's a matchup guy with an 85 mile an hour fastball. He never does does badly. He's two
1: ERAs since returning from the DL, He never does badly. This was his second time going six innings or more since May.
0: Yeah. Well, second time going, he missed a lot of time. Since I, yeah,
1: yeah, but I, what I said is technically true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like I think second time in seven starts is what that comes out to. First start of the year, he goes seven innings, and it's like
0: first time pitching more than six innings since November. Uh <laughs> Dan Straley, Dan Straley's had a nice year. He had an okay start yesterday. Last ten starts, he's a four thirty seven ERA, only thirty seven strikeouts. In 55 and 2 thirds for Straley. But an 11% swinging strike rate, which should probably get you a lot more than 37 and 55 and 2 thirds. Not that it's elite, but it's not bad. Uh, what do you make of the, uh, lower strikeouts from Dan Straley? He's been pretty pedestrian for 10 starts now.
1: That combined with the fact he's, he's barely, he's hardly ever going 6 innings. Mm-hmm. I just don't think there's a lot to like here anymore. There was a time when it looked like he was turning the corner. It seemed like he was in the perfect park for his skill set. The strikeout rate was up, but he's, you know, he he has all the problems of Kyle Hendricks, but with the addition of uh, being vulnerable to home runs and not having as good of a supporting cast, just not not that interesting. Okay, I think he's Marco Estrada.
0: Is he droppable, Dan Straley? Like, not saying you have to drop him, but you could.
1: He's droppable.
2: I'd well, like I said, I'd rather have LeMaitre. I'd like to use him at home, just like I'd like to use LeMet at home.
0: Mm -hmm. I I don't know how many pitchers I can really fault for not going six innings anymore. If I'm just looking for streamers, it's like...
1: On the streamer level, yeah. I mean, I don't know that sixes should ever can ever be an expectation. But among those 84% owned, I, I still think it's an issue. Sure, sure. All
0: right, let's take a look at today's matchups. With the Pirates at the Brewers, I'm going to skip the uh, one o'clock games, go to the 2:10 p.m. Eastern game. Garrett Cole, Jimmy Nelson start him, right? Yep. Danny yep. Duffy at Paul Blackburn. Royals today is Danny Duffy at Paul Blackburn? I will definitely start Danny Duffy. Me too. Ubaldo Jimenez, Marco Gonzalez.
1: I'm not going to start either of those.
0: And will True. you start either Nick Paveto or Clayton Richard as the Phillies and Padres tangle. No, sir. I don't hate the idea of starting Pavetta if I'm totally desperate. Jaime Garcia for the Yankees tonight against the pitcher that I drafted more than any other player. I had him in four <laughs> or five leagues, I believe. Robert, so sorry. Robert Gisellman. Jaime That's entirely my fault. Jaime uh Start either of them? No. no. Jacob Faria, Marcus Stroman. Start both. Lance yeah. Lynn. At the Red Sox, facing Eduardo Rodriguez. I'm going to say start both.
1: Yeah, I don't think you can sit, Lynn.
0: Annibal Sanchez, Cole Hamels. Give me the whole camels.
1: Yeah. And not the Annibal. Homer, Bailey, John Lackey. I thought you were just calling me a Homer there for a second. <laughs> um, I'll start Lackey. Okay. Sure.
0: sure. Start Carrasco, sit Kyle Gibson. Taiwan Walker at Charlie Morton.
1: I feel um, okay with Morton. Um I'm gonna say no to Walker. Astra's too tough of a matchup.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Mike Fulton-Evich at John Gray.
1: Course right. field, I'm gonna take neither. I will definitely start John Gray against the Braves. Alright. And
0: Carlos Rodan at U Darvish. All right. Ro- Darvish, yes. Rodon at the Dodgies.
2: What do you think? <laughs> That's a really tough matchup, but but they changed the their Dodgies. names. God, I didn't I didn't make that up. I don't think you can sit Rodon with how good he's looked the last few starts. Oh, I agree. Goodness.
0: Yeah, Le- these are his last three starts: six and two thirds, one run, nine strikeouts against Cleveland; seven and two thirds, two runs, eleven strikeouts at Boston; eight innings, two runs, four strikeouts against Houston.
1: By the way, Houston, I think out eleven at the Cubs the start before that. It's a bad start, but eleven
2: strikeouts. Yeah, he's got double at least nine strikeouts in four of his uh eight starts. So Houston, I believe, has the fewest strikeouts in baseball. I believe they do. They have been among the leaders for most of the season, as well as in home runs. By a lot.
0: By a lot. Eight hundred and eight strikeouts for Houston. The next is eight hundred and forty nine Cleveland. That's amazing. Last year, they were like a guarantee for strikeouts. Yep. Let's finish with a few emails here. Jason from Ottawa. Rest of season, Tim Beckham, Eddie Rosario, Aaron Hicks. Rank Beckham, Rosario, and Hicks.
1: I will go Hicks, Rosario, Beckham.
2: I will go Rosario, Hicks, Beckham.
0: This is from Ben. Rank these guys rest of season. Barrios, Rodan. Rodon. Reynaldo Lopez, Luis Castillo. Barrios, Rodan, Reynaldo Lopez, Luis Castillo.
1: Rodan. And then it gets tough. Uh, I mean, on a start-by-start basis, I'd go Castillo second. But, again, I don't know that he has too many of those left. So Rodan, I'm going to put him fourth by default. Rodan, Barrios, Castillo, Lopez. I'll move Lopez ahead of Castillo, but all, sure. All these uh,
0: rankings emails. This is from Wes in Arizona. Rank these shortstops. Chris Taylor, Catel Marte, Jonathan VR, Ahmed Rosario, Trevor Story. Chris Taylor, Catel Marte, VR, Rosario, and Story.
1: I will go Story, Rosario, was that one of them? Marte, and who was the other? VR. Taylor and VR. And Chris Taylor. Uh, well VR fourth. Okay, if we're gonna count, Call Taylor shortstop, which he's not in standard CBS leagues, then he would be first.
2: Sure. So who was second for you, Scott? Story. Well, story. Chris? Yeah. I agree with Scott's ranking, and I won't belabor the point.
0: From Craig in Middleton, Middletown, Delaware. Someone dropped Shaw Manaya in our league. Is he worth an automatic pickup or more of a wait-and-see for Mania?
2: It, it depends entirely on what you have to give up his uh really strong run starting at about may coincided with him throwing his slider more and getting better results than he ever had with it. He's lost that uh they were top manager was talking about that yesterday, so i think that's um it depends on who you have to drop i I'm fine with adding him though okay that's uh that's
0: shamanaya. And our final email is from Joseph Dear Clint, Aaron, and Brett. Boons. Oh wait, no. Oh, no no no. Who's Clint Boone? <laughs> Clint oh, Yankees Outfielders. Sorry. There you go. Head to head point wow, I went to Boons before I went to Yankees outfielders. Weird. I lost Wilson Contreras in a points league. I picked up Tyler Flowers. He seems to be losing playing time to Kurt Suzuki. Any recommendations on a fill in catcher for the stretch run?
1: Wilson Ramos, uh, Alex Avila, who is, you know, obviously Contreras' direct replacement for the Cubs. Uh, How about... Somebody definitively
2: better than Flowers? How about someone who just hit their first home run of the season last night, who we have not mentioned. Jorge Alfaro? First career home run, Jorge Alfaro. He's not playing a lot. He's played three of the last five games for the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh okay. before that he hadn't played in five games, but three of the last five for sure. Okay. Um That's about as much as Flowers played. Look, he's he's very strikeout prone, uh, but he's also and a former elite talent who has been a top one hundred cat uh prospect for a long time. Didn't have a great season in the minors this year, but has big pop for a catcher.
1: Yeah, the home run It was a screamer. It was the ah! hardest. The, 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 since uh, during the StatCast era, it had the highest exit velocity of any Phillies home run. Oh. Line drive that. to center. I board. mean, it's not not necessarily the toughest competition there. It's not like they've had Aaron
2: Judge. Uh, oh, Cameron Rupp has a lot but, of. But, uh, you know, yeah. that, that made me think of uh, the Baseball Tonight graphic from the early 2000s of the ball screaming let's go yeah Uh, we got to go we got to make way for the in this corner wrestling podcast
0: the wednesday edition make sure you check it out in this corner it's a wrestling mma uh and uh boxing podcast it's very awesome so we'll talk to you later for chris and scott i'm adam see ya